Everyone has a lesson. Whether it's good or bad, you can learn from it. Hey again. For this episode, I had the opportunity to talk to some guests about relationships, commitment, marriage, you know, all of those lovely things. (laughs) It's kind of funny because I'm honestly not romantic, so this is pretty ironic for me. This episode is dedicated to my sister, Lavana. She just got married a couple weeks ago, and it was great seeing her get married to the love of her life. So uh, we met on the internet. I have broken up with someone, and um, I was looking to get back into it, and so I was usually, like, super reserved, and, like, you know, like, I was super, like, oh, I want to know about the person, I want to talk for a really long time before I meet someone, but I was very much, like, you know, I wanted to meet new people, and I, you know, I was tired of being sad, and so I was, like, this next person I get, I'm just going to go out there on a date, um, and so uh, Jerry messaged me. Um, this was a OkCupid, the website OkCupid, and so you could have a profile. And I had decked my whole profile out with like everything and all a bunch of humor stuff. And um, and so Jerry messaged me, and he was like, "Oh, I really like your uh, I really like your profile, and you know, I see you play video games, and I think you you know we would really like meld together. And I think the games you picked are great." So I was like, oh, you know, thank you so much. And we, like, talked for, like, literally two days. And then I was like, all right, let's meet. Um, and so we decided to meet in Boston at the Pru, at the Prudential Center. And I can remember when I went, I was just like, oh, you know, we'll just tell around this guy, get, you know, have a, some food, and then and then uh, we'll leave. Like, and then I'll just be like, thanks so much. Goodbye. Um but it wound up being like an eight hour date. Like we met up at like one o'clock and we didn't leave until like 10. So it was like an eight or nine hour date. We walked all over the crew. We walked outside. We walked up to the library. We walked all over, all over that area of Boston, all over the place. Two meals. Um, and uh, by then I had definitely known that like, all right, this guy is, like, super special, he's super smart, he's super cute, like, this is, this is a prime dude. We met at, like, TGI Fridays, just something, just something really lame and simple, and I told him, I was basically like, all right, we need to talk about all the things that people don't talk about on dates, so we talked about family, we talked about debt, we talked about kids, we talked about marriage. We talked about money. Like, we went through all of the really scary things because I thought if he if he still wants to see me after all of the scary talks, then, then we're good. Um, and he did. And we had our first kiss uh, with fireworks on the 4th of July, and, and that was it. That's all she wrote. I knew pretty quickly after, like, day two. Like, I knew that I wasn't going to look anywhere else. I think we knew pretty early. Like, we had talked, again, we had talked about all the scary stuff. And we had talked about how we're the kind of people we fall pretty hard pretty quickly um, for somebody. And then we just, like, stay. Like, it's like a plat- like it's like a, like a straight shot up and then it plateaus at the, like, comfortable married life. And so we hit that, like, within a couple months. And we just, you know, we stuck it out with each other. 
But one day he was like, hey, let's go have high tea. Because that's kind of how we met. We met up for tea, just at a tea banana, so it wasn't, you know, anything like major. But um, they have these high tea services in a lot of hotels in Boston. And so he was like, oh, you know, hey, let's go do a, a fancy high tea service. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And he's like, how about Saturday? And he was very firm about it. He's not particularly... Um, firm all the time he's an easygoing guy so when he has like a decision you know I'm like okay like that's what we're doing so he goes tea service and he has this package and I'm like oh it's not my birthday I don't know why you have this big package I'm thinking that it's like roses um or something like that and so he tells me he's like oh you know open your package like halfway through the tea service and I open it up and um so I collect these dolls um that I really like and so what he had done was purchased one of these dolls like a doll that I had been looking at for a long time um and he's beautiful he's like in a suit and it's just like this this gorgeous like thing that I that I hobbied and I was like oh my god like this is amazing like you didn't have to do this it's not my birthday and he's like you know I think there's something I think there's something here in in, in his in his like pocket and I'm like, oh, no, I don't think so. Like, I, I don't, they don't have pockets. Like, I was like, oh, no, it's fine. He's like, no, 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 you should check. And so I, I open it up, and inside is the engagement ring. And so I freak out. I start uh, crying and yelling. The people beside us leave because I was too loud. And um, he gets on uh, gets on one knee, and he asks uh, if I'll marry him. And I say yes. And, um the hotel thought that it was my birthday because there was a package and so they brought me out desserts and I was like no it's actually engagement and they were like even better and then they brought out champagne so they got two free things um wow. as well as uh being engaged um and it was lovely it was uh perfect how many relationships have you been in <laughs> I ain't finna tell you that I mean I ain't no Wilt Chamberlain but I it ain't been like just dad Okay, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, relationships, they're good. You should have some. Um, I had some fun ones in college. Everybody strives to have a long-lasting one. I don't think nobody, I mean, well, some people probably do. Just want to have a booty call. But, you know, people mostly nowadays want to have a long-lasting relationship. But don't always work out like that. Oh, looks is important, but it's not that important. I think personality, how he treats you, that's important stuff. Does he got a job? So a are you car? single? Heck yeah, I'm single. <laughs> I'm done with the marriage. Why? Why are you single? Uh, because I got divorced. So you just stopped looking? I'm not looking right now. I'm just not even... I'm not interested in looking. You know, if something <laughs> happened, it happened. But I got too much stuff to do. I got to work. Oh, so you're just an independent woman? I'm an independent. Relationships are important. 
Once you get, you know, older, over 50, it starts getting a little more complicated on relationships because there's kids involved and a lot of other stuff involved. People got medical problems. (laughs) I'm not looking to be a nurse, you know, and different stuff like that. So, you know, it gets a little bit more complicated. You're kind of looking for somebody a little more settled. And it's harder. You can always go out and look for somebody. I'm just not looking. What comes, come. But, I don't know, relationships. I have to say, I, I dated a guy from England once. And he was a nice relationship. wonder what he's doing. It was in college. I wonder what happened to him. And sometimes I wonder, I wonder what happened to him. But, Relationships are good. I had fun in college, I can say. So nice guy. I told you about him. I dated him in college. That's <laughs> it. Like he, whatever. I dated some nice guys in college. I think I married the wrong one, but I dated a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> I should married one of them others. <laughs> but there you go. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, ownership of knowing your family history. I think that's a big indicator of why you do the things that you do. For example, if you have a father that's an alcoholic and you see that as a negative situation, you're not going to put yourself with someone that's an alcoholic, but you might put yourself with someone that has a drug use problem in another area. Because even though you don't feel like uh, being around a person that did what your daddy did, you're crafted into someone that still have a dependency problem because you're used to that environment. So it's kind of funny how uh, things uh, echo in relationships. Uh, If you're close to your mother, then you will gravitate towards someone that's like your mother. If you're close to your father, you would gravitate someone like your father. And when you're building relationships with, with um, another person, uh, you have to really get to know that person so you can understand why they do the things that they do. They're not really there to hurt you. They're really there to kind of showcase who they are. And you're showcasing who you are. So I think the best thing I can give advice in relationship is to be honest. Be honest with who you are. Try not to be a fake because if you're trying to fake things for the other one, in the end, it's still going to surface and you're going to have to deal with those things that are negative, uh, the things that don't help you, uh, the things that cause you to distance yourself from the person because the whole reason why you want to be in a relationship is that you want to join yourself with another person in some kind of fashion. Through the experiences of of relationships. I think it's difficult for a person to really tap in on, you know, uh, exactly what type of relationships you're looking at because I truly believe there are some people that have come into your life that are just past buyers. You never were intended to attach yourself to them. They're really there to help you learn some things and then they move on. Then there's some people that are put in your path that are there for long-term relationships. They're there to keep you vested in something and interest in something. 
and you those are the type of people you take on their characteristics and you almost become just like them and I think those are the ones that we end up in marriages um, some some relationships we have are kind of like a sister brother relationship you tolerate people so there's it's such a big uh, umbrella when it comes to the relationship the bottom line is that the rain's going to fall on that umbrella no matter what and you're going to have to protect yourself uh, from getting wet let's say uh, because some people you do not want to uh, let their influence attach you you need to understand what is love Tina Turner said uh, what's love got to do with it and uh, she said that it's just a second-hand emotion, uh, meaning that there's more to love than just the feeling that you have. Uh, people that get in a relationship, I think they quickly, I think it's more of a crisis situation. They don't really see it. They want to get out of the house. They want to get away from their siblings. Um, they want to get away from the environment that they see in their family. Um, they take a look at someone and they don't look deep inside the person. They more or less just look at the surface things about the person. For example, if you fall in love because someone gives you things, what if you're getting things from a drug dealer? At some point, that's going to end with that person. At some point, that person will get caught. Mm -hmm. At some person, that person will go to jail. Are you going to stand by that person while they're in jail? Most cases, no. So my thing is, um, take your time, uh, be careful, attach things that are non-physical uh, to the relationship, and that will give you a good feeling of what the relationship is all about. Most people who enter relationships quickly and fall in love, as you say, are really on uh, emotional streams. They're having good sex sex is good and they're enjoying that. But when you get about 50, 55 years old, that doesn't become the priority of the relationship. The relationship shifts and you're looking for more of support. You're looking for companionship. You're looking for ease of uh, movement uh, and the things that, um, that excites both of you. You're looking for a partner. Um, and then when you're young in a relationship, it's really kind of all about yourself. You know, you might do something for someone, but really the thing about it is, is that you're in that relationship because of how you feel about things, what you're getting out of things. There's very little consideration for the other. So hopping into quick relationships can be something that down the road you see as a distraction. And the biggest thing you'll hear people say is, well, I didn't see that in men. Well, I, knew, I never knew they were like that. And then what you find yourself is disconnecting yourself out of that relationship on the small things that they do because you're trying to get out of it. The toilet paper's not turned the right way. Okay? They squeeze the toothpaste the wrong way. They don't wipe the seat when they get up. You get what I'm saying? It's those type of things. They don't make up the bed like they should. It's those kind of things that people look at and don't understand. But to really build a good relationship, you got to really understand the essence of love. And love, love is pretty much just giving of yourself to others, dying to yourself needs and desires. 
seeking the better for the other person. All these things are essences of love. And when you do that, what you end up doing is you attract many. And then you got to separate the love you have for everyone, which is a general love, for a affectionate love that you might have for, for one person. And so I had to learn that over the time. I've been in a couple of loving relationships. Uh, one of them is the love for your mother. And now I have a love for Beverly. And it's, it's each one of them are, are different. Uh, there's different things that I love about each one of them in my relationship. And then, uh, you know, you, I had to disconnect one and join another. And, and that's a whole nother story. But uh, Tina Turner was kind of right. The kind of love that um, she said was a secondhand emotion is really not a secondhand emotion. It's really not an emotion. It's an essence of your being. It's who you want to become. And it really is. A, it takes a lot of work to truly love, to truly forgive, because forgiveness is a part of love. We want love to last forever, right? Mm -hmm. I would say right. Um, to make love last forever, we have to seek deep inside of ourselves and know who we are. You can't love somebody if you don't know who you are. How are you going to love them? Because you got to give yourself to them. You don't know what to give them. Let's take it at work. <clears throat> You're at work. You have your people that you work with. And let's say it's your first day on the job and you experienced a little bit of it. And they showed you the utmost affection and the utmost, oh, that they just love you so much there. And when you got there, you just felt like this is the place I need to be. Well, in a way, they were showing you love. But the eternal love, which is the lasting love, the love that lasts forever is, imagine every day you're there 20 years and they're still treating you the same way. Think back the first day you were there. Now, look a year later, two years later, three years later. There's some people in there that will show you the same type of love. And there's others that you would see exactly how they are. You get what I'm saying? So that's kind of an, uh, an overview of love. I hope you enjoyed the stories and thank you for listening. Got a lesson? Email me at learnedlessons2020 at gmail.com.